Welcome to TLC for the Soul podcast, where soul meets spirit. You have entered into sacred space. I'm your host, Tammy Lynn Chambers, and I'm here to help you shine. Now let's get going on this podcast journey. Hello, friends. Hello, and welcome to this weekly story reading for the week of July the 2nd, or whenever you find this, use it how you see fit, whenever you stumble across it. I want to welcome you in, whether you're new, whether you're, whether you've been here for a while, just invite you to Hang out with me as we do what we love to do best here on the show. Bring in our little channeled story for the week ahead. Tease out the metaphors, meanings, messages, and play, hang out with my fellow bringers of the light. So settle in, settle in. I do feel like... Before I do anything, though, let's let's get settled in. Let's take a couple of deep breaths together. I'm going to let Spirit kind of guide the energies of the week ahead into the story. But let's just breathe in. Breathe out. Let's get grounded and centered to receive these messages. As I always say here on the show, listen with, in this case, we're only doing this um, show as an audio on the podcast, so listen with your master senses, take me outside with you on a walk, hanging outside in your garden, listen, invite your guides into to this, create a little sacred space, maybe light a candle, burn some incense, you know what I mean. But let's get all on the same page for this week ahead energy story. So first I am going to light the Palo Santo, which for me always means calling in the fire dragons. Every time I light a little piece of Palo Santo, I always see, my third eye always sees a fire dragon in the piece of Palo Santo. And they love to like, they love to, with the Palo Santo, they like to like, you know, they take the piece of wood and it's like, I'm flying like a fire dragon. And they like to, with their smoke, like chomp, chomp, chomp up negative energy. (laughs) I don't know. This one, and so I have all my cute little pieces of Palo Santo. I'm like, which, which little dragon? And this one even has like, in the burning of the wood, has like a little eye looking at me. And they're like, rum, 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 going through the room. Like, I like to make them like, whoa, like they're flying and burning away lower energy. <laughs> Clearing the air. That fire. Before we go any further. I want to wrap us all in love light and light love, inviting in the spirit guides who overlight this show, Archangel Michael, 
Archangel Metatron, the Pleiadians, and all our friends from Bringers of the Light. In this case, we're working with Bringers of the Light, Rockaway Point, and Tessa Locke for my book that I am channeling. Sea Mist in a little summer story. Um, they do want me to do a little bit of housekeeping here. Uh, so depending on where you are, what, what part of the community you want to partake in, um, I have put up the most recent in the um, Twin Flame 2.0 series, what is wave two? So there's three waves that have been, that the guides have bought through in terms of where are you at on the journey. So if you're a Twin Flame, you're following the Twin Flame 2.0 um, podcast episodes, then depending on where you're listening, there is a video version up on my Loveland Tarot channel on YouTube, or they're here in the podcast um, at any major podcast provider. Specifically, if you're listening on Spotify, and I always mention Spotify because there's some sort of, I don't know, I, ha I had Anchor Podcasts, and then Spotify and this Anchor people merged together, and so they're, now they offer a little bit of additional functionality for me on Spotify. But anyway, if you're on Spotify, um, I have playlists for the Twin Flames 2.0 series on Spotify. And if you are interested in just reading the channelings that come with each episode, those are up on the blog. Links to everything I'm talking about here, all the YouTube channels, all the blogs, all the cards, books, blah, 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 are always in the show notes of every show. Um, I haven't been over on TLC for the Soul on YouTube in a while or done anything for the month of July yet. I am getting ready to do two things, though. Um, if you're on the podcast, you get everything. So it's like, you don't really need to go to all these different places, but, um, we are getting ready to do a July energy hangout, bring in the guides for July, see what's going on with July and tease out that energy a little bit more. We are also going to be doing, um, way back at the beginning of the year, the guides asked us in July to do a mid year refresh, um, and just take a look at where we're at so far in terms of your goals, your wishes, your manifestations, things you're working towards. Um, I guess it's only timely, like first harvest is only like a month away, right? If you, if you follow the wheel of the year, then Lunasa or Lamas is on August the 1st. And we only have, in the Northern Hemisphere anywhere, we only have so much time left to get going on our stuff. So um, we're going to be doing a shamanic vision quest um, to do that as well so that'll be a drum journey slash vision quest and i will let you know i don't know when that's gonna be but it's gonna be the first week of july depending on when you're listening to this if it's past the first week of july then go back and look for that and um if you want if that interests you over on instagram we do do weekly card readings for the week ahead and it kind of builds on the energy of what we're talking about here so if you like social media and you want to play over on Instagram, I do some behind the scenes stuff in my stories. I put a lot of stuff in my stories that just are kind of a vibe that speaks to me. And um, I guess that's all we have to share about that. All right. Thank you for listening to these public service announcements. All right. So let's get into... 
gonna bring up the seafoam in. So bringers of the light, if you're, I don't think you're new, <laughs> you're new here. Um, what we're doing here with these weekly stories is I'm writing a book, um, trying to write a book every six weeks. Um, and all my books are channeled, meaning um, one of my spiritual gifts is clear audience. I just create sacred space, sit down with my guides, bring in the spirit friends from the stories I'm working on. I just listen to what they say in my mind and I just type it out on the page. I don't like, you know, pre-planned books or anything like that. I do set clear intentions about every book that they're written with healing in mind, with um, love for activations for twin flames um, depending on the type of book that it is there could be different type of healing work involved so I, I do say that you can use them as workbooks too all my ebooks are free to read I have fiction I have nonfiction the link to my smash words publisher I did it right this time <laughs> I did it better smash words is um, in my show notes, but if you don't care about Smashwords, you do need an EPUB reader, like on your device. It's something you have to download, like from the App Store. Um, you can look for me everywhere, um, Barnes and Nobles, Google, Apple Books. I'm out there, we're having a book party. Okay, so this month, for the next six weeks or so, well, it's less than six weeks, I better get to work on this book. It's maybe five weeks now. We've got the seafoam in. And we brought in the very first chapter last week with cats. If you didn't hear that, doesn't matter. You can go back and listen to it if you want. If you don't, um, just a quick recap is um, we're in Rockaway Point again. This is where the Bringers of the Light all started. There's many books out there of the Bringers of the Light series now. Um, I don't even know how many there are. There's some that I haven't even published yet, but there's at least 10, I think. Maybe not. I don't know. Whatever. You can go see. <laughs> go see them. Um, Smashwords lays them all out for you in book series. But Rockaway Point, it's the summertime in Rockaway Point. Tilly O'Malley's Bed and Breakfast, the Seafoam Inn, is expecting some wedding party guests. Um, I'll just give a brief overview to catch you up in case you're just, some of you may just be listening for the story every week and don't care about some of the metaphors and all that other stuff. But um, Candy... McDougal and Clark Witherspoon, the vet, the town vet in Rockaway Point, are getting married. Um, he's wealthy. He's the he's he's more than a vet. We don't know. He has a bit of a mysterious past we haven't quite learned about yet, because he's buying wedding dresses from Versace, wedding bands from Cartier, and matching diamond collars for poodles. His pet, his poodle, his standard poodle, but. Where that money, I don't know what a vet's salary necessarily can be affording all those. Now, it does say rich boy from Rocco, from, no, he's a rich boy from Martha's Vineyard, USA. So maybe he's like family money or something. And he moved somehow for some weird reason to this little town off the coast of the UK. But we don't really know what's going on there. And, and he brings in someone that he knows from Nantucket, um, Sonny to do these uh, we've got a light language coming in too. Um, just, it just comes out sometimes. So just if, if you resonate with it, you can accept it. If you think it just sounds weird, then just overlook it. Um, he brings in a groomer and her name is Sunny and he brings her all the way from Nantucket 
and she comes in and one of her first clients is Scratchy Willikers, who if you follow the Bringers of the Light, you know Scratchy is one of my favorite familiars. He's a cat wizard. As, as with most of the familiars in the Bringers of the Light series, he's more than a cat. Usually, usually so far has been like a man, um, a man shape-shifting into a familiar to escape their like, their mortal life in a sense. Um, we've had that two times with Scratchy a little bit, although we don't, we don't have a lot going on here yet about Scratchy's past, but um, he's an old tabby wizard cat. But we also had that with Jameson from Tambor and the book Tambor and Jameson, where Jameson was Tambor's hawk familiar. And I bring that up because Tambor's coming out in here in chapter two, but he was her um, hawk familiar, Jameson, and he fell in love with her and he had become a hawk familiar because he just had such a bad past. He was just so tired of his past with like failed romances and stuff not going his way that he went to Bringers of the Light HQ and he asked to become a familiar as, as, instead of a an agent. Well, he kind of was an agent anyway, but it's a little bit different, right, when you're familiar. So, right, like you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, and so, <laughs> anyway. So they're coming forward. So we have this thing with familiars. But anyway, Scratchy always finds excuses to go on adventures. Scratchy Willikers gets, and Polly Willikers is a witch with Abigail, um, Abigail's coven, the Spectre and Book coven. And um, Abigail Smile was the very first book that I wrote, Pumpkin Pie Latte, way, I don't even know anymore. I think it was October 2020. Maybe it was October 2019. No, I don't know when it was. Anyway, it's the very first book when Abigail comes in and Polly Willikers was an older witch as part of the coven in Rockaway Point. And um, Scratchy was her familiar and his character has just expanded out so much that most of the times when, when Polly and Scratchy go on adventures, it's like Polly's, I don't know what she's doing. And Scratchy is the one that gets involved in all these like cat capers and stuff. So I don't know, he probably needs his own little spinoff. But in this book, he is being telepathically contacted by Mr. Meow, who says that he's coming back to town again, and Scratchy better watch out. And Mr. Meow is the familiar of the first villain, quote-unquote villain, um, in Pumpkin Pie Latte, Count Mashar. And Count Mashar was very dastardly. He tried to, like, bring the the town of Rockaway Point down and turn it into a town of darkness rather than a town of light. And he tried to, tried to bring down the Spectrum Book Coven um, with his magical, dastardly warlock ways. And he was foiled mainly by Abigail and Scratchy. So now Mr. Meow is like, I guess, when they foiled him in Pumpkin Pie Latte, he went to Bring Us the Light HQ, like prison, so to speak. And um, it looks like for some reason he's out now. So now I've got you caught up on where we're at. We're going to bring in chapter two. This is Rock Around the Clock. You can listen with your master senses and, and work with me to tease out the metaphors as they pertain to the week ahead. Or you can just listen and follow along with the story, whatever floats your boat. All are welcome. All are welcome. I should do my fingernails like um, Ray Moon ASMR. 
one of my favorite little ASMR people on YouTube, but she says all are welcome. And everybody who's ASMR is like super long fingernails, but you know, they do. But anyway, why does that matter? I don't know. It's I'm like a little hyper today for some reason. I think bringers of the light always gets me so excited because I love hanging out with you guys. So let me just make sure I have my water handy and I won't get started with this reading. Okay. I'm holding my full moon stone because there is this week ahead. If we're just talking about the astrology super quick, there is a full moon on Monday. Um, depending on when you listen to this, you could listen to it later in the week. The full moon might already be here, but we're working our way up to some pretty heavy duty, powerful energy the middle of the month on the 17th. Um, I may, I'm probably going to do a whole separate show about the shifting of the nodes. Um, it really personally has a huge impact on my life. And I think it's for everybody. The impacts, the good, the good that's coming are, is for everybody. And the fact that it's happening on 717 at the new moon, 717 for me is a huge, like a huge activation number. I've been seeing 717 almost my whole, as much as, as long as I can remember ever since my spiritual journey started. And so the fact that this, um, this node shift change is happening at the New moon on 717 is just very impactful. But so we're working our way up to that. We're also working our way up to Lionsgate. And in one of the shows that I'll be doing for probably the, I don't know how many shows we got coming up, um, but somewhere in one of these TLC for the Soul shows um, for July, we are going to be working on the second um, activation for the Lionsgate. So now with all that said, whew, that was a lot to catch up on. Let's just take a deep breath and let's just not be too forward thinking because we still got to get through the week ahead. No shortcuts in spiritual soul work land. We got to work through it all. We day a moment at a time. <clears throat> all right. Hold on. I just, it's very hot out. I don't know. I need to close this window because I opened the window, but the air... The wind is coming from the south, and when the wind comes from the south straight into my studio room, it's very hot wind at this time of year. Whew. Okay, so if my fan turned around, and I was going to record outside because I love to do that, which is very hot and humid. Okay, here we go. I keep saying okay. So that may be something. There may be a lot of like, they're saying false starts this week. Because I did get that as I was preparing for this show. It's like I started to do something and then, wait, I had to stop and do something else. And I started to do the same thing again. And I just start and stop and do something else. So there may be a little bit of false starts, a little bit of like sputtery energy. Um, I think it'll be the integration of this full moon that's happening on Monday. This full super buck moon um, in Capricorn may need a little bit of time to integrate that those energies from that before you actually get up and go. Um, so typically, personally, it takes several days after for me to integrate. So, you know, it may take for you like a couple of days after Monday. So that would be what, Tuesday, Wednesday. By Wednesday, you may, may be feeling more like you're old to get up and go. Um, and you, you'll you be able to get started on some projects that you've already started and you can continue to work on them. Chapter two, rock around the clock get into my reading voice. Scratchy and Polly headed home as it was time for Scratchy's dinner, but he couldn't eat knowing that dastardly Mr. Meow would be back in town. 
and that the old nemesis of Abigail and the Dakar, Count Mashar, was out of prison. He'd been locked up at Bringers of the Light HQ for quite some time now, but a little schmoozing and false promises had gotten him an early release, so that's what happened. He wasn't supposed to step foot in Rockaway Point again after he and his minions had tried to overtake the town, but that wasn't going to stop him from paying a visit. He had left something important behind after his arrest, and he needed that talisman before he could continue with his plan. So he hasn't learned anything, right? Obviously. So he's like one of those people in your life that says they're going to change and doesn't actually really do anything to change. Oh my gosh, that might be working with some of my twin flames and your, your um, what is it? Catalyst people in your life. Okay. The boat, Tall Winds 4, docked in Tessa Lock, and one Mr. Rocky Tannenbaum disembarked. I might laugh a lot in this chapter, I don't know why. In the case at his side, Mr. Meow lay quietly after having been sedated for the wavy ride across the sound. Rocky, why has he got this fake name? A.K.A. Count Mishar hailed a cab and input. Oh, this I know. We're sorry. Okay, and input the address for the Sea Mist Inn into the tablet in the back. You'll be there in a jiff, the robot driver said through the intercom system. The the AI cab company was using this prototype robotic driver system after it had trouble hiring human drivers. Count Mashar wasn't sure he was sold on the idea, and neither were the townspeople. Several times the AI driver had taken them to the wrong address, down the wrong side of the street, and even into the side of a building on one occasion. Count Mashar was ready to jump if anything weird occurred, but for now he settled in and opened the door to Mr. Meow's cat tote. I remember he had a very small, I need you, I need you for a mission. I'm going to say it had an accent at one point. I need you for a mission, Mashar said to Mr. Meow. But the dark brown and white patched cat could only snore and roll over in his tote. He needed a good rest, it was for sure. The robot safely deposited Count Mashar in Rockaway Point and correctly at the Seamist Inn. He slid his card into the reader and paid the sum and tip. He wasn't sure if robots needed tips, but the system asked and he obliged. Oh my God, I could bring up so much here. I'm gonna keep going and do the metaphors at the end. The front window curtains parted as Tilly observed her guest for the night. A Mr. Rocky Tannenbaum was booked in for one night in the Seafoam Suite. He had paid in advance and had included a little extra for incidentals. Mr. Meow had been known at the light of the full moon to go into quite a frenzy and many a couch cushion and chair tapestry had been destroyed in his moments of mayhem. And a bright full supermoon was expected in a few days, and it had already been causing quite a few stir in the townsfolk of Rockaway Point. Tambor, which I, I talked about earlier, had accidentally shifted into her not-of-earth self and had climbed the water tower in a hellish blaze of fire and lightning, she stayed at the top howling and breathing fire until Jameson had been called by the mayor to kindly coax her down. It was only after the promise of milk duds 
and a movie night out to see the latest summer movie that Tamber had calmed, shifted, and climbed down. But the incident had set off an alarm at Bringers of the Light HQ, where Highcore made note of what had happened. Tamber was under no circumstances supposed to shift. She had the lock on her to keep her from doing so. How and why that lock had been removed, he must know. She was a huge danger to the world without it. Highcor would have to go to Rockaway Point and find out what was going on. He didn't like to travel during holiday weeks. Oh, that's right, we have July 4th coming up. But if he must, he must, even if it was only astral travel and teleportation. Count Mashar checked into the seafoam suite and ordered his dinner up in the room. Up in the room, Mr. Meow awoke to a plate of chilled salmon, and Count Mashar finalized his plans to find the talisman he so desired. It was going to be a very eventful next couple of days. Okay, I remember I channeled this yesterday. And I was like, oh my gosh, I could go up on so many. Okay, Spirit, which ones did you want me to focus on? This is energy for the week ahead. And I could go off on a big tangent with an AI thing, so I don't know if I want to do that right now. Let me see. So let me go back over. So that's the chapter two. So if you're just listening for the story, you don't care about metaphors and all that, but I figure if you're listening to the whistling, if you're whistling to the weekly energy story, can I still whistle? Doing the hustle, do the hustle, do, 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 do. Um, okay, so Count Mashar's out of jail. He made a bunch of lies and false promises. We know that. He's not very nice. Um, so, and he gets his fake name, Rocky Tannenbaum. <laughs> and Mr. Meow. Okay, where do you want me to focus? The week ahead. Um, Divine Masculines, the week ahead. I think for you, the beginning of the week, you're going to feel like you need to rest some more. So I feel like maybe this past week, you kind of, quote unquote, came down with something um, that was mainly ascension symptoms. But I've been feeling a little bit too. There's a big like third eye activation going on. Um, with the serious portal opening up in preparation for the lion's gate and the seven seven gateway coming up and it feels it does it feels like a cold or allergies or something but i did ask my guys because i'm like what's all this sneezing and sniffling and all of this and i and i was like is it a cold is it allergies i felt a little achy achy and they're like no it's ascension symptoms so i feel like divine masculine you may be um still needing to recover a little bit from that divine feminine who are part of a twin flame who are on the twin flame journey and are aware that you're on a twin flame journey you may be feeling some of your divine masculine's um symptoms um but if what i hear if what i see here in the channeling for timbre it's like timbre as a divine masculine just goes crazy um, with the full moon. And so I feel like, and and it says she climbs the water tower in a hellish blaze of fire and lightning. She stays at the top howling and breathing fire. Now she's a starseed being who was allowed to um, reside on earth in exchange for her, um, her services with the bringers of the light. But outside of like the earth plane, she's like a very... Um, 
not to be reckoned with creature. And they put some sort of like astral lock on her or whatever so that she couldn't shift when she was on Earth. But they did, see, and they did let her shift at the end of Tamara and Jameson. They let her shift to defeat some foe. So it's like kind of like, you know, talking out of both sides of your mouth or whatever. So there's two things happening here. Divine Feminine, your hackles may be up a little bit during this week ahead. I'm just saying. And hackles, why does that word keep coming up? It came up the other day too. Hackles going up. Like, what is that? Is that like, who has hackles? Is that a wolf or something? Uh, I don't know where that word even comes from. But you just may feel irritated, right? So that the animal in you may come out a little bit. Um, and you may feel like shape-shifting into, you know, some sort of hellish creature and climbing a water tower and get just letting off some steam. So just be aware that that energy is out there. And, you know, maybe you do need to, like, they're saying let your hair down a little bit and go out on a night on the town because it did say that after the promise of milk duds and a movie night out to see the latest summer movie, the timbre was fine. She like shifted, okay, she calmed down, she shifted, she climbed down off the water tower, she was okay. So I think too, I was really excited because I think I have a movie day that I wanted to plan with my son for the middle of the week. So he had dental surgery last week and he did really, really good. It was not what we expected, it actually had to be um, he actually had to go under general anesthesia to have it done because of some complications. So it's like he had to have it done twice. And he had complications the first time and they couldn't do it and they had to like unsedate him and then they had to put him back under, had to come back when there was a, a registered nurse available and do general anesthesia. And um, he did really, really well. So as a reward, I guess, for, I know that was a really big, um, like a rite of passage for him to you know, stay strong and, and do all of that because there were some things that kind of, as a highly sensitive person, were kind of challenging in that situation. So we wanted to go see the new, um, we've got a little bit of a Wes Anderson craze going on. So we wanted to see the new Asteroid City that's out. So we have to drive 60 miles to see it, but um, we've got like a little outing coming up. It's going to be like a little adventure. So maybe planning a, a day out or a night out with someone you love, um, just to help take your mind off of things that are going on around you, um, would be um, would be something fun for no matter what hemisphere you're in, right? Just summer movie night out or winter movie night out. Maybe you just need to get out of your surroundings. All right, what else do you guys want me to talk about here? They want me to talk about this AI cab company. Um, I don't know where you stand. So as bring as as if you follow TLC for the soul, part of um, our work in the world, my mission here is to um, bring forward an anchor in the new Lemurian light codes. So Hawaii is my power center for that. I bring in all the Lemurian energy through my astral body and wherever I go. On the planet, I'm kind of spreading, quote unquote, those Lemurian light codes. But I did get advice. Um, I did get advice from Spirit that I should also be um, setting aside my, this, this is for some of you, I think this is going to ring true for, for, they're saying for many of you, set aside my qualms with Atlantis um, because my, I just did not have 
a good Atlantean experience. And part of it, I think, was with because of all the um, the technology that happened in Atlantis that ultimately kind of ended up, you know, to their be, becoming their demise. And so whenever, um, and I, I know people have strong opinions about the AI, and I really don't care what your opinion, I mean, you can have your opinions and you can just keep them to yourself, so to speak, like you don't have to like put them all for me, I don't, I don't want to read them. But um, what I think is going to come out for you is, is you have strong opinions one way or the other because of these past lives. And so if you, I don't think many of you here lean strongly to the Atlantean side. I think the majority of you here with the Bringers of the Light are what I call the, like the Lemurian, um, Lemurian side. It's more of a divine feminine um, Bringers of the Light. And there's other groups out there that work more with the Atlantean energies, which to me is more of a divine masculine soul signature. And um, they're supposed to balance each other out. So there's like the new Atlantis and the new Lemuria. And in order to, um, ooh, gosh, they're giving me these words, usurp this Armageddon that everybody's like so concerned about, right? There has to be a balance of the divine masculine and the divine feminine. The Lemurian light codes have to do with like a nature-based spirituality, a nature-based way of being. Um, you know, you'll find it in many cultures, but um, for us, for me, it's like spreading the aloha spirit, the, 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 all the people that talk about, you know, like slow living, and I, I like to call it island time, you know, and um, oh, I'm getting so many chills. Like those are the people that resonate with the work that we do here at TLC for the soul. And that doesn't mean you didn't have an Atlantean life and maybe you really enjoyed it and thought it was great. Um, I had some Atlantean lives and I didn't really enjoy them. And I have a lot of like qualms with what happened there. And so that's where I can go on a little soapbox about AI. But Spirit's like, okay, you need to like put that to rest and come into balance with the Atlantean side of yourself, which is your, in this case, the divine masculine side of yourself. And so um, we're going to be doing, I don't know which show. Oh, it's the prep for the, uh, for the Lionsgate. It's the 7-7 show I need to do. Um, we are going to be working with the Bermuda Triangle and the, um, the master Atlantean crystal that's down there under and around, under the ocean in the Bermuda Triangle to do some, oh, Ho'oponopono and stuff. Um, I've done this before, but peeling back the onion, I still feel like I have like this aggressive attitude towards Atlantean stuff. So when I hear AI, my hackles go up and I'm like, oh, you know, Atlantis, you know, I don't want to go there again. Um, and I feel like there needs to, and I see the benefits totally in the benefits of some of the things, but in other things, I'm like, you know, this is ridiculous. We need to make sure that this is totally balanced out. And so hence the AI cab company comes in and this robot driver thing, I was kind of like, I don't know, I'm not sold on that. And neither is Count Mashar, neither are the townspeople of Rockaway Point because there's just been too many, you know, things that are that don't go right with that. And so where do we find the balance? Where do we draw the line as a society, as a humanity and say like, oh, that's just not, that's enough. You know, that's just not going to cut it. Um, where, where do we step in? Um, George Orwell in 1984 came up for me with this yesterday too. So 
Um, I think this full moon also is bringing up those sorts of things in people. The the little, um, I called it my little like rebellious star seed um, who is like, you know, I'm mad as heck and I'm not going to take it anymore. And I'm here to fight against anything that could bring down the balance, anything that could bring down the balance. I'm not here to eradicate the thing. Like, I don't need to like go shoot out all the death stars and all that. Like, we're here to find a balance because we are all one and can we all work in balance with each other whether we all we obviously all aren't going to have the same beliefs and so where does that balance lie for you um what does that mean for you um in your own life I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm going to let you think about it. Like with some of the AI things that are coming out, like how much do you want your house to be like AI robot controlled? Um, you know, where do you draw the line on all the AI stuff that's coming out? Um, all the Atlantean type things that are showing up and Lemurian too. Like we can go overboard with the divine feminine and there needs to be a balance. I'm not saying one way is any better than the other, but that, I mean, this could be a whole show when that metaphor came up. And so I think the reason it's coming up here is because this full super buck moon in Capricorn is bringing up some of those. It's not just that. It's the Pluto. Is it the Pluto retrograde? There's Pluto's doing something. I think it went retrograde in, is it Pisces? Uh, don't quote me on that. But there's a Pluto retrograde. And um, I don't want to look it up right now because I don't want to take too long. But um, that is bringing up these things again to be addressed. And if you feel like you're just this small little bringer of the light and it's like, well, I have no, you know, I have no say in what happens from the, the bigger, you know, factions in the world that are bringing some of these things to light. It's like, I think we do, we, we do in terms of balancing the energy from an energetic perspective, you are being asked in a sense to take a stand and what happens in the energy world does eventually make its way into the physical world. So it's like, where does that balance lie? I think this could be a whole show. I may have to bring this back as a whole entire show. All right, let me go back to the week ahead. High core has, has to astral travel and teleport to Rockaway Point. Um, so you may be playing a little bit with some of your spiritual gifts and powers. I'm definitely heightened during this full moon time, definitely heightened during this 7-7 portal. Um, Egyptian themes coming up again too, to maybe be re-looked at and healed again. Um, oh, why are we talking about this? Uh, this came up in the Twin Flames 2.0 Wave 2 message about doppelgangers. A lot of why black magic um, if any of those raise your hackles you may want and you're a twin flame on the twin flame journey you may want to go listen to that wave two um, thing but um, all of those things were coming up again things that I've dealt with as part of my Egyptian past life with these doppelgangers and black magic and stuff happening um, in Egypt and this serious portal being open for the seven seven um, kind of just rehashing some of those old themes again and then at the very end of this chapter count mashar eating dinner with mr meow and saying it's going to be a very eventful next couple of days so i feel towards the end of the week 
um, stuff's just going to be happening. So divine masculine, you know, divine feminine, get the rest that you need at the beginning of the week, integrating those energies in. It's just going to be like boom, boom, boom this month with the 7-7, seven, seven, straight into this 7-17 energy with the nodes shifting. And, um, you know, it just doesn't stop lately. So balance your day as best you can as well. Make sure you're getting time for, I personally am not one of those people that can go, 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 go the entire day. I have to like, I'm more of like that person that has like short bursts of get some things done. Okay, now I need to sit and, you know, rest a little bit and watch a card reading or get, do, get a little Reiki or, and then, okay, on to the next project. So where can you balance your energy um, and take a little easy on yourself because I think between the 7-7 and the 7-17, um, it's going to be a little bit of a wild, wavy, what is it? That, it's that ride, the wild, wavy ride that Mr. Meow had to take a little bit of a tranquilizer for. So let's just be careful with our energy levels. All right. Let me see if there's anything else that they have to talk about. No don't so they're saying we are complete so it might be a little bit of a longer show it might be a very interesting week ahead yeah 40 minutes and i'm seeing 11:44 as my time that's my 144 bringers of the light you guys so go out be the best little bringer of the light that you can be this week and we will see you all again soon take care This episode has been brought to you by Mugwort Mavens. You know who you are. All those not-so-normal people out there who just are a little bit more magical than some of our other worldly folks. Mugwort Mavens is here to support you with whatever your magical needs are, be it a sprig of mugwort, a mandrake root, or a blessed belladonna flower come to mugwort mavens for your magical needs <laughs>